Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Living Relationship God's Way. It's great to have you with us this evening. Uh, tonight, our topic is on when the end arrives. Man, when that word, just four little words, just cropped up. I'm walking along. In fact, I was almost ready to just cancel this evening because I thought, okay, what am I going to share? I know I can talk about a lot of things. You know, I have the Bible sitting here from the Old Testament to the New Testament, and I have some notes from in the past and some new things that were started. But really is what I love to do is share something that God gives me to share with you. Um, What topic does he desire for me to speak to you about? What topic does he desire me to talk about that may encourage you or may even convict you or may um, help you along this journey of your life? What is the word that he desires me to speak? And um, finally, I had some backup notes sitting there, and I was working on something else and then took a break in preparing for uh, tonight. And uh, the words just showed up. And it is, when the end arrives. Four little words, when the end arrives. So thank you for joining us as we begin to kind of dissect this word and where is God heading us? And I believe the word that I have for you uh, currently may speak to each person in a different way. I know it has certain areas of my life as I began to put it together. Uh, it began to speak to my heart and my life and what's going on right now. Um, and so this is very, very timely also because we're coming to the end of the year of 2016. You know, it's uh, December 22nd today, and Christmas Day is arriving on the 25th, so that's three more days, and we're creeping towards the final day of 2016. Now, some people may think, oh, Nancy, you're just kind of rushing it. Let us get through Christmas. This is timely. It will speak to you today. It doesn't mean we're going to jump over Christmas and ignore it. In fact, this isn't even a message that is only for New Year's and stepping into the New Year. For some people, this may be a daily walk. It depends on uh, what our job is or what we do as we look at when the end arrives. You know, have you ever watched a 
a movie and you get right into it, you know, whether you're sitting in your chair or on the sofa, or for me, I may have my monitor on my computer up. I have a, a large monitor in front of me, and, and it's what I use this for. This is my TV, and I watch movies on it, and so I have this, this desk that I can just flip around, and I can sit in my chair or sit somewhere uh, relaxing. I don't have to just sit right in front of the screen. Um, and not long ago, I started watching this movie. And this isn't the first time this has happened, but I'm watching this movie. And, I mean, I am in it. I'm kind of a, a multitasker. You know, I may turn a movie on and, and go do a little bit over here, nothing that takes uh, a whole lot of concentration. Um, or I, I may, um, you know, straighten, straighten an area, maybe my, my books up or sort some papers or something small while I'm watching a movie. But this movie just drew me in. I was doing nothing else except watching this movie. I mean, from beginning to end. And and it's just going along, and you know how you start thinking, hmm, um, that's probably going to happen next. Uh, oh wow, I I see what the outcome of this is. And you're going along, and all of a sudden, we're to the end of the movie. The end of the movie arrives. I was not expecting the end. I thought there was just more to this movie, and it wasn't a series either. So if it's a series, you know, sometime in a series, they'll leave kind of a cliffhanger to get you to come back uh, to the next part. Now, in today's world, if we're watching it on online through some uh, network, a lot of times, and it's not a TV network, we can just hit the next in a series and go right into it. But on some venues, that's not the case, or if they haven't, filmed the next spot in the series, they will leave it for us to wonder what's going to happen next. But this was just movie, it was done. And for me, it was like, where's the end? When did the end arrive? Or how about you're watching a movie and it's going on and on and on and you think, okay, this movie's coming to an end. And right where you believe it's the end right now, you look at your at the clock, maybe you look at the clock, you look at your watch, you look at your computer, and you see, wow, there's still another 30 minutes of this movie. When is the end going to arrive? So endings do not always look the same. Just like in the movies, this can happen in our life. We can be in the middle of something that is just so unpredictable, and we're wondering, when is this ever going to end? When is this situation going to be over? And the day arrives, and whatever that situation is, it's over. Maybe um, it's a problem with people. Maybe there's arguments, and and it comes to an head, or all of a sudden the peace uh, begins to happen within this relationship and the conflict disappears. And a few days later, it seems like, wow, before that seemed like it went on forever, but now that it's ended, the ending arrives, the problem didn't go on as long as we felt that it went along. But there are also those endings in life and in situations that we know they are coming. They're not unexpected. The high school student that has worked diligently through 
their high school years and they know they've got enough credits and they're going to graduate and the day comes and they're standing in front in their school during graduation, during commencement, and they receive their diploma. They graduated. How about the university student? They work through, they're working on their undergraduate degree or their master's or even their PhD, but they can see the ending in sight. They know when the end is going to arrive. They know when that diploma is going to be in their hands, when that degree is in their hands. But then there are those people that start out in those uh, in the direction to graduate from a university, whatever degree they're working on. And the ending does not look what they thought it would look like. Maybe for some reason they were unable to graduate. Maybe for some reason something happened in high school or in a university or in their life in some classes and they had everything all mapped out and when they got to the end, the end did not look any, have any resemblance of what they thought it would look like. You know, my grandmother died at the age of 101 and I remember her telling me when she was 99 Nancy, I never thought I would live this long. Maybe God wants me to live to be 100. Maybe God desires me to be 100, and then he'll take me home. The only thing I can come up with. But she did not only live to be 100, she lived to be 101. And then the end on this earth came, and she went home to be with Jesus. She could not understand. She would tell me this. I, I, I don't understand. Your grandfather was always so nice and always so kind to me. And he is the one that he went, he died long before um, I was this ill. And he went to heaven before me. His end on this earth arrived sooner than mine. We all will have an ending on earth. Job 14, verse 5. We do not know the date, only God knows the time when our end will arrive here. Job 14, 5. You have decided the length of our lives. You know how many months we will live, and we are not given a minute longer. Job, in the middle of his distress, he is speaking these words to God and saying, you decided the length of our lives. And if you've read Job, we read in the book of Job that Job lost his entire family. Eventually, they were all gone. And Job is left. He is, he is left in the middle of all of this mess of his life in pain, mentally, physically. And he is acknowledging to God, only you know the length of our lives. You know how many months we will live and we are not given a minute longer. You know, not long ago, I read about an accident in Africa and it was 
an area that I visited not long ago. And I was shocked as I read the news that on a major highway, there was a terrible accident. A truck crossed over the line and hit another vehicle, which also brought other vehicles into this accident. And the last tally that I read, one said 40 people, the other said 43. Suddenly, on that day, on this highway, the end arrived. 43 people are gone. They did not set out their day for their day to end. But it is now gone. Only God knows how many days we have on this earth. But this ending of so many lives was a shock to many people as I read through many of the articles um, and and I thought of, you know, some of those people, the parents, uh, the grandparents, the the friends, the fathers, the mothers, the husbands, the wives. For them, a loved one was now gone. The ending had arrived. We read throughout the Bible of many times uh, the ending arrives. On a practical sense, when we read the Old Testament and the New Testament, we have the entire book of the Bible today. But when we look at the Old Testament, the Old Testament came to an end in Malachi 4. We look at the New Testament, and the New Testament, the end arrives in the book of Revelation. And then as we read the Bible today, both books are brought together. When the ending arrives for us right now, those of us who are are living on this earth, the New Testament in the book of Matthew came to an end. But we are the people who are to carry out God's message. When the lives came to an end in the New Testament, now it's our responsibility. We read about many people But now it's our responsibility. Our job has not ended. When my grandmother left this earth, it did not mean that my job here had ended. There are also gradual endings. When we look at Naomi and Ruth, when they moved from their town to a new town, that was a gradual ending. Tragedies happened in their life. Their lives changed. They lost their loved ones. That part of their life has ended. It doesn't mean that they will, or we or they, forgot their loved ones. It just means that part of their life has ended. And when a certain part of our life ends, the hard part for us is we still have a life to live. We must move on. What about Peter? What about Peter who denied Jesus? I'm sure he may have thought, my days are over serving the Lord. I was a disciple at one time, but I ended. The end arrived. But in Peter's life, we find the end did not arrive because we read how Jesus invited 
Peter to breakfast, and he reinstated Peter into serving him. He asked him three times, do you love him? When Peter probably thought his days were over, God always knows what's next. Being a disciple for him was not ended. And then we read in Acts, his ministry life definitely was not ended because we read he is preaching and speaking in the book of Acts. This was not an ending for him. The old Peter was gone. That was an ending. But this part of his life was the next season of his life. You know, there are times, though, in our world today, in our life today, that we must let go in order to step into our future. Today, we live in today, for instance, for me, I am speaking to you right now, but guess when the future begins? We look at the future weeks ahead. I'm going to do this, but our future is tomorrow. Our day today, once I hang up and it hits midnight tonight, or midnight in the morning, that's 12 a.m., this day is now ended, and we are now in the next day. But we must make sure if there is something in our life that God wants us to let go of and it may be good, it's time for it to end. It's time It's time to move on, that we must close the chapter of our life. What chapter is that for you? Is God trying to get you to close a chapter in your life? Years ago, I moved from one state to another, and I became part of a new community, a new city, a new church, new friends. The only person that I knew when I moved here was my son and two other people that I had met when I visited here. And I was setting up um, housing and learning to get around the city before I made the, the move and left everything behind in the other state. But when I moved, I still was in touch with my friends in the other state. I made phone calls and would go back and visit. But there came a time when I was not returning as often. The end arrived when this place, this city became my home. There are times that we leave behind a job. God's asking us to leave behind a job and move into another one. Maybe it's the same career. Uh, that you love, or maybe he's trying to push us into a new career and we do not want the end to arrive and we will not be part of ending it. We just hang on to the old. When the change that we're stepping into is for the good. But if we never allow the end to arrive, the end to arrive, and we never move into the new, we will never know what we missed. Many times I have said yes to a trip. And to go on these trips many times is what it requires me as the ministry that I lead changes. It requires me to let go of something and allow it to end so I have more time to spend in the new direction where God is taking me. 
or as he enlarges my territory, especially at the end of the year when I look through everything that I've uh, worked on throughout the year and where it's headed this next year and what's going on now and what's being planned and what does the schedule look like. Many times as I look through this, I can see the end has arrived for a specific area that I'm working in. It's time to let it go. What about the ending of a dream? Maybe there's something that you have dreamed and dreamed and dreamed and you just want to do this and want to do this and desire to do this, but nothing is happening with it. And you see something else going on over here and one part of what you're doing, it is growing and it is growing and people are calling you, whatever that may be. It may be um, working for uh, an employer. You don't own your own business, but you're working for someone and your employer begins to see something you're really good at. And the employees around you begin to see something that you're really good at and you're really gifted, but you have this dream to do something over here, but yet it's not where you are gifted. Here, Here is an example for me from years ago. Excuse me. There was a time in my life that um, I was a vocalist uh, people would call me, and um, I would go in. I'd speak a little bit, um, and I would and I would sing. And I had someone that would work with me um, on my voice to make it better. There was a time that I uh, was part of a worship team, but then there was a time that it was time for the singing to end. Not that I stopped worshiping within the body of Christ. I love to worship and I love to sing. But there came a time when I, uh, it was necessary for me to make a choice. In order to move into what I am doing now, which was very slow throughout the years, it was time for me to stop focusing in the area of singing. It was time to allow this part of my life to end, to move in, to the new season because the new season required me to study, to dig in God's word, to spend more time with people. And so now today, you know, even when I travel, someone will say, well, you know, usually when someone like you comes, you know, you, you also are, are you going to lead, lead us? And it's like, no, um, is what I'd like you to do. However, your worship is set up. If you desire to have worship as I'm leading this conference, please put your team together. Let me know where you would like the worship to take place and allow them to lead them because this way, I am able to focus on what God desires me to be doing right now. What about ending the end of tradition to be replaced with a new tradition? That word tradition, it is a good word. Maybe your family uh, has a way of uh, getting together on Christmas and or Thanksgiving or Easter or whatever holiday that is, and you have always, always, had the same food and the same people and your tradition is the same every year and there's nothing wrong with that. But through the years, your family begins to change like mine did. We used to, uh, tradition was 
uh, the majority of the time we would go to my mother's house and aunts and uncles and cousins and whoever happened to be around. We would come to my mother's house and fill the house and eat and and hang out together and love on one another and laugh and cry and argue a little bit. But now we all live in different places. And we still come together, but it's not the same. But God didn't bring our family to an end, but he brought to an end the way we get together. Do you know it's a good idea for us to embrace the endings in our life for a short time. Embrace the ending and gradually let go and embrace the new. Because as we embrace the new and we let go of the old, the new can grow. The new can produce more fruit in areas of your life, whatever that looks like for you. We read in Matthew nine fourteen through 17 about fasting and wineskins. And Jesus is speaking. And one day, I'll just read this to you. One day, the disciples of John the Baptist came to Jesus and asked him, why don't your disciples fast like we do and the Pharisees do? In other words, why aren't you doing this like we do? You're not doing it the same way. This is how we've always done it. Jesus replied, do wedding guests mourn while celebrating with the groom? Of course not, but someday the groom will be taken away from them and then they will fast. Notice this, the end is slowly approaching. And it's what Jesus is referring to, the bridegroom being taken away, is himself. Besides, who would patch old clothing with new cloth, for the new patch would shrink and rip away from the old cloth, leaving an even bigger tear than before? And no one puts new wine into old wineskins, for the old wineskins would burst from the pressure, spilling the wine and ruining the skins. New wine is stored in new wineskins, so that both are preserved. Notice the word new. We cannot take the old and shove it into the new. And this is why when the end arrives, when we know it's time, whether it is in our church, in our family, when it is time, and usually this means change, when it's time for a change, we cannot fully step into the change unless we let go of the old. And no one puts new wine into old wineskins for the old skins would burst. It's just the way this works. The wine will be ruined and the skins will be ruined. For me, is what the Lord is showing me, this means we will be stuck in the middle. And what happens when we're stuck in the middle? We go nowhere. 
or our plate is so full that we cannot bear fruit in what God is calling us to in the new season. Life is filled with endings. The end of 2016, we're moving into 2017, and it's quickly approaching, and there is absolutely nothing we can do to stop 2017 from approaching. And when it arrives, even a week later, we cannot go back and turn the clock into 2016. 2016 will be over. You know, there are endings that require no decisions. It's just living out our life. It it just happens. When we lose someone and they die, we don't have to make a decision. It This happened. The end arrived. And so, yes, I'm not saying don't grieve when I'm talking about grief. There is going to be a time of grief. And for some, it is shorter or longer. Grief is very individual. But when the end arrives, there comes that day when we must, we must decide, am I going to live in the old life or am I going to continue on with what God has for me today? Next week, we will be doing a part two when the end arrives and we'll discuss how do we continue forward. Like today, I just said, okay, there is a, that that we are to move forward when the end arrives. But how how do we? What does that look like? What does it take to continue forward? What does it look like for each one of us as an individual? For me, moving forward may look completely different. For some, as they get older, moving forward may be slowing down because of health issues. It doesn't mean that you will stop doing what you're doing, but it means you must now do it in a different way. Like my travels and the things that I do, um, I I am not ill, but um, as I get older, there are things that I do not do in the same way that I used to do. Like when when I was younger, um, as far as, you know, running running up uh, the stairs to get on a plane or main leg, I guess I usually don't have to go upstairs to get on a plane, but some areas when the plane lands, they all don't have that little walkway. Some of them, it means I'm going to have to carry my luggage and I'm walking downstairs and I'm outside. And it may mean that it's very, very hot or it may mean that it's very, very cold and rainy, but no one's going to do it for me. I need to walk down those stairs, and I can honestly tell you, the age I am now, and I'm long from being old, so people tell me, that um, it is necessary for me to make sure I walk enough and get enough exercise, or I will not be able to come down those stairs. So I have no choice. So for some things, the end has arrived the way that I prepare to travel. 
because the world has changed. Airports has changed. Security changed. If you walk into an airport and you um, decide to use the procedure to go through an airport and go through checkpoints and go through customs the same way that it uh, that this took place for you 10 years ago, guess what? You're not going to get through. You're not going to make it through because they're going to say, no, our procedures have changed, and they're going to look at you and say, do this, do this, do this. The old is gone. The end arrived. It was gradual. Now, as I was putting this together, there there was this this book that was in my mind. I haven't read this book yet, but this title kept coming back to me. And so I, I looked it up, um, and it's what it is called. It's called Necessary Endings by Dr. Henry Cloud. Um, underneath it says, the employees, businesses, and relationships that all of us have to give up in order to move forward. Um, and it's a, he is a best-selling author, Dr. Henry, Henry Cloud. Um, at the top also, there's a comment by Tom Rath, best-selling author of Strengths-Based Leadership. This book will challenge you to put a stop to things that have been getting in your way for a long time. And the word necessary endings, there are times that we must allow something to end, that God is is shaking us or he's just leaving us in the place that we um, find ourselves because he wants us to draw it to a close. So is there something in your life that God is asking you to draw to a close, draw to an end? You know, like in a play, you know, the end of a play, uh, Broadway theater or even a school play that has the large curtains, people will step back many times. They'll step back and the curtains will close. And how does that automatically speak to us? We know when those curtains close, the end arrived. It is now here. So I'm going to end this call this evening with uh, with a prayer uh, for people that God is specifically speaking to that this is a season you're to draw something to a close. God doesn't tell us to do all things. He doesn't give us. He said he will be with us and give us the strength. But there is nowhere in his word that he tells us or we read about that we are to do everything that comes our way. Everything that arrives, every idea, like for me, I'm a very creative person, so I know every idea, say for a book or to teach or a podcast or a video that arrives in my mind does not necessarily mean I am to be doing each one of those. Sometimes I can be in the middle of working on something, um, and I call it the end arrives because I need to make a choice between this or that, and I must end this one over here so I can do a better job at the other one, whatever the other one may be. So, Father, I bring my friends before you right now.
Lord. I thank you for their willingness to listen to this, not because it is me, but because you have chosen to give me this word to speak to others, Lord. That in their life, if the end of something is arriving, it may not be someone, uh, a dear one who has died around them. It may have something to do uh, with their family. It may be something to do with their their ministry. And and endings involve change. And for some, uh, change is very hard. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, I ask that you help my friends to end what they are to end well and that they know what they're ending. They're doing it because it's your guidance, and your instructions. Or, Father, if if there is any sin, you automatically tell us we are to end. If it is sin, there is no option that it's to end. You speak to us in your word. You show us how to live, that, it, that it's, it's not an option. And, and to say, well, God didn't tell me to end, that you, Lord, didn't tell me to end this, when your word tells us we are not to be doing whatever this is, that we don't have to hear a, a supernatural loud noise or something to know when we read your word that sin is sin. And this part of our life is to end. But also, we can come to you and ask for forgiveness. So, Father, once again, I thank you for my friends. I ask in the name of Jesus that this speaks to them some way in their life, Father. I ask that you help them to end what they're to end and move into the new, whether it is gradual or maybe you are speaking to them and saying, now, this ending must be now, that if they ask, you will give them the wisdom and discernment that they need to carry forth in this change. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. So if you'd like to get in touch with me, any thoughts, comments, something you would like to uh, me to chat about online or write about, maybe you disagree with me, um, you know, it's okay to send me your, your disagreements too. Uh, we learn best together. Email me at relationshipswithnancy at gmail.com. Check out my website at relationshipswithnancy.weebly.com. And you can also find me on Twitter at N-J-W-A-T-T-A. So have a great evening, and I'll be back next week with part two when the end arrives. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.